Give it to me like... This is my journey as a single mom on me. the outskirts. Miss Trainer! Hey, Melissa. So A to trains. Miss Traina. Michelle Traina. I'm so sorry, Mr. Call. Uh, I, I was... She's a good person. She's got a lot of heart and a lot of caffeine. I just walked into chaos in the form of a woman. Hi, everyone. I'm Michelle Traina, the creator of Divorce Diaries, and this is the Divorce Diaries podcast led by me, Michelle, the creator of Divorce Diaries. Okay, everybody, I am late in, in recording this week. So I apologize, um, but we're up, we're doing it. I wanted to share this week's progress of where we're at with Divorce Diaries, where my journey's taking me towards the end of the year with love and what's going on. Okay, so something that struck out for me this week was that I my dad's death anniversary was uh, yesterday, December 12th. And divorce is a lot like a death, a loss, transition, right? And um, for me, my divorce was a happy thing, not so much a happy process, but getting on with my life in a happier way. So, and I think for my ex-husband as well. So my dad passed four years ago and um, obviously each year that passes, it doesn't get easier. It just becomes, you, you find ways to deal with it. And I always ask for signs from him, from above. And one thing that happened this year was that I got booked on a commercial this year on the day of his death anniversary. And the commercial yesterday was so fucking awesome, super profesh. I mean, literally it was, they were so on schedule. Um, And I can't really talk too much about it because I signed a bunch of NDAs, but I'm really excited. I felt really good. I felt like the the people that were watching me liked my takes, the client of the product. And I, I mean, I, I was like, this is what I want to be doing every single day. I want to be on set. And, you know, listen, as an actor, it's very hard to be on set every single day. But the journey is allowing me right now to be more on set, more on stage. And I'm really grateful for it. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't hit bumps, as we've talked about, as we heard on the podcast. Uh, being a female comedian can be tricky. Trying to navigate with a very male-led, in a very male-led field. I also have a one-woman comedy show where I don't bring other comics on. And this is sometimes a roadblock because people want to exchange spots on stand-up shows. Now, my my show is not a typical stand-up show. It's a, a mix of stand-up and improv. And, and I do atta- I usually have like a feature to warm up the crowd, um, but not all the time. I'm The last couple of times I have, because I've traveled to cities where I have either someone that has worked on this, the TV pilot, the web series, or knows me personally that I trust that will introduce me. I, these have been from comedians to musical theater performers to just uh, a close friend that will introduce me coming to the show. Most of the time they're just, they're performers that are my close friends or that know me. And um, so so there's always some kind of challenge. How do I get more spots on stand in stand-up shows? How do I get seen or passed in New York City comedy clubs? Everyone's not answering my texts, including the men that I date in my head. It's a struggle. But um, I noticed that I've been doing this thing where I'm focusing on everything that's not going right, as opposed to all of the amazing things that are going right. We tend, and I heard Tammy Pescatelli say this on Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop this week, which resonated very much with me. As Italians, we tend to find the one thing that's negative and focus right on that. And that is actually true. And like everything, so much great was happening yesterday on set. And, my, and I, I was feeling like my dad was in spirit and, and my daughter got off to school good and, and my daughter won a bunch of events in her meet this Sunday. But I was focusing on one thing 
that has been pissing me off. And it's been the thing that's pissed me off the last eight years. The men that I welcome into my life that I have feelings for that don't want to be with me. And they show that with their lack of effort. Um, there's one guy right now that has been on and off gray area for a couple months. And it's to the point where I either want to tell him off or not care. And I care for some reason. I care really, it, this is the thing is I care. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a fixation of the rejection or like wanting what you can't have. And I hate saying wanting what you can't have because if you look at the men that I have feelings for, it's it's like nobody really deep down wants this. This is like the piece of candy that's fucking dented. It's not like he's this gorgeous guy with tattoos and a really well-trimmed beard. No, this is not it. I take the ones that are like very obese. I shouldn't say that. That's not nice. Well, they're fat and they are just not, (laughs) they're not, they're on this, they're on the weird spectrum. Like they're weird, but maybe their unavailability is what attracts me to them because it's like a challenge. That's fucking sick. It's fucking weird. Anyway, um, this last guy just now he did call me last night. So I thought like, Oh, that's great. He's thinking about me. Okay. He's thinking about me. Yes, that's true. What, what bothers me? He calls me while I'm at an audition doing an audition. So I said, you got to call me back. I got to call you back. And he's like, well, I'll be I'm playing soccer. Okay. First of all, <laughs> why are you calling me right now? If you're about to go play soccer, number one, number two, fine. Call me when you're done. Okay. Calls me when I'm done. Now he gets me on the phone and he starts to talk to me and we talk and we're going back and forth. And then it abruptly says, Oh, I forgot. I have to write an email. I have to go. Can we talk more tomorrow? Sure. Now I looked at the time frame. It was a 26 minute phone call. That's not too short of a conversation, but I also feel like, Hmm, you know, you started the phone call. Don't abruptly end it, but maybe I've done this to somebody in the past and then I'm getting my pay. I'm getting it. My karma. I don't fucking know. It kind of annoyed me because what I really wanted him to do was set plans up for him and I, that's what I wanted, but he didn't, he didn't do it. What he did do was bring up the fact that he is now so fat. He is pre-diabetic and that he's on a diet and that he lost 10 pounds. And I don't know, I'm, I, and I was like, wow, that's great. So now I'm on the phone with him listening to this and I'm thinking to myself, so is the pre-diabetes going to be a reason now why you can't date Michelle too? Is that gonna be an add-on? Xbox, sock. so these are the excuses he has used why he can't date me. I remind him of his ex. He has to go to Europe. He works. He works a lot. I don't know what 40 to 50 year old doesn't work a lot, but okay. Outside of like our president, outside of our presidents in past besides Obama, that's a fucking low blow for both sides. I know, but it's the truth. And he, um, has Xbox again, the reasons behind him not wanting to date me, not even be in a relationship, just date me are because he can't handle commitment. Avi has soccer, has Xbox gets distracted when he plays Xbox, goes away for work a lot. That's not a red flag. I don't know what the fuck is. It's like a fucking, not even a red flag. That's just like a fire flag. Like what? And he, 
so I, I messed up this because I wanted to use this bit for social media. These are the so this guy has used every excuse in the book as to why he can't commit to dating me. And he threw it on me in the very beginning in August because I did something on social media that was like kind of nasty towards him. And he didn't like that. He also doesn't really like the fact that I talk about the men I date or date in my head on this. And I've had this in the past. And now I'm at the point where I'm just fucking frustrated and I don't care. And then tomorrow I'll care and I'll probably take this down. But for the moment right now, I am not giving a shit because I've stifled myself for a while in hopes that this, this, this quote unquote thing we're doing will move along. And it's not, I don't even want to say the word situationship. That fucking word makes me want to vomit. It's not a thing. We're friends who have slept together on and off for the last five months. And we went out on four dates. That's what it is. I don't want to call it a situationship. I want to say he's an idiot ship. That's what it's called. This is an idiot ship an idiot ship. I'm the idiot and he's a bigger idiot for not realizing he should capture me. That doesn't sound right, but you get it. Um, so he calls me. Okay. So let's just go backwards. He calls me to talk. And when we're talking, he brings up the pre-diabetes. Now, like I said, I started to think, well, is this going to be a reason why he can't date me too? He has used pre, he has used work, his soccer league, the fact that he went to Europe for four days, that he, uh, you know, plays Xbox and gets distracted. The, all reasons why he can't date me right now. Oh, and I remind him of his ex. Uh, again, this man is uh, on another level of, I, I actually thought at one point, I'm like, are, do you, are you on the spectrum? Because you are like not identifying the fact that this is hurting my feelings. But okay, we're gonna go backwards. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone on the spectrum, but he does say a few things that are weird and off-putting. And this is one of them. We're on the phone and he's talking about the pre-diabetes. I said, so and he lost 10 pounds in, in a week. And I was like, okay, that's great. You should probably lose 20 more because you're pretty big and I don't think you could see your feet. <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed with him. So this is why I'm being insulting, but whatever. I can guarantee you this is the the episode that he shouldn't listen to and he'll listen to it. He probably hasn't listened to it. He Okay, so here's the deal. So he tells me then, I said, who cooks your food? Who's like, who how are you making your food? Are you you going on, you know? He's like, Well, I have somebody that um preps my food. It's the woman who cleans my house and my apartment, and she's also been prepping my food and she's been doing an amazing job. She's so good to me. She is so been really, really good. She's been really, really good to me. She's just so great. I mean, she's really, really been good to me. This Desiree is so great to me. I mean, really good. Really good. She's really good to me. And then he says, She's a great kid. What? And I'm silent on the phone. This motherfucker knows I want to date each other. I have, we have good intimacy. We have good connection. Sometimes I want to strangle him because he's a fucking moron. I would never do that actually. And other times we have great chemistry. And then I'm thinking to myself, he knows how I feel about him and I, and he's talking about his maid, his maid. Okay. Let's put it like she's fucking sucking his dick. And he's like, oh, she's so great. And I just was quiet. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And he didn't pick up on anything. He didn't pick up on anything. He didn't say anything. I just was like, wow, because he kept going. As I was more silent, he kept saying how great she was. I just was like, uh, I, what are we, why did you call me to tell me how your maid is so great at meal prepping your fat ass, pre-diabetic bullshit, 50 year old ass and why she's sucking your dick at the meantime while she's cleaning your fucking apartment. Yeah. You know what? I would be really good to you too. If you paid me. 
So that was very annoying. Um, I was very frustrated by that conversation. And then he gets off the phone because he has to go write an email. I have to write a really important email. I have to go. And I was just like, uh, uh, what? Why would you call somebody knowing the five months that we've been on and off intimate wise to do that? Do you want to wake up with two shut eyes? Again, I'm never going to do that to somebody. I'm just saying, like, what is that? What's wrong with you in your fucking head to say something like that? And if I went to him and said something snarky, like, hey, how's your maid treating you today? He'd be like, what are you talking about? She's great. She made me salmon with rice and veggies. He wouldn't even get it. So, Because I, I felt like I want to say something snarky. But he's been so invested in how I feel that he hasn't talked to me since last night. I can't, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, why do you care? If this man has made me more frustrated than happy, why would I want to be with him? What the fuck's wrong with me? I know all of you coaches and dating experts out there, you're thinking to yourself, well, clearly she's got rejection issues from her childhood. I'm just fucking pissed off. It's like, I'm pissed off that this guy doesn't realize he's got an amazing, good piece of steak in front of him and he's eating a fucking Big Mac and he's got diabetes or pre-diabetic, whatever. Like he's a fucking moron. That's why I'm pissed. I get more pissed at the fact that if I have feelings for you, you you just say, oh, okay. And you're not even that great. And you choose to walk around me as opposed to pick scooping me up. That's always been my issue. The guy that I end up liking doesn't see me for the gold that I am. So I get aggravated and I wanna get over it, but I can't. Lots of issues there. I'm 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 about to call the new therapist today because this is not going away. So I don't know. I, I I am trying to take the higher road, but I guess posting this on my podcast episode is not. But it's also this is the thing. This is who I am. I share my journey. I have felt a little stifled in the I have felt a lot stifled in the last couple of months, afraid to share certain things on my podcast because this guy who was my friend, um, you know, really was hurt about something I did on social media that was not even naming him. And I was trying to stifle it in, in, because I really wanted us to build something. Cut to five months later, we have built nothing. In fact, I have built more frustration for this man than I have had for anybody in a long time. Um, I think I think the reason why I still have feelings is because our intimacy was good and it's hard to find that. Um, and I wanted to get to know each other further in that light. I voiced that nothing has changed. And I think because he knows that I'll cross my boundary and just be like, okay, well, and, and I think that if I don't, I don't know. I think I feel, I almost feel like if I don't cross the, if I just stop talking to him completely, what will happen? And I, part of me wants to do that because this is just making me more and more frustrated um, that he hasn't made plans to see me in the last two weeks. He, calls me whenever it's good for him. And I think even if I told him that nothing would shift. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I should just not talk to him ever again or tell him like, or just not say anything and brush him off? What do you think? I have a tendency to want to implode and burn bridges with the men that I have feelings for that won't return my love. Um, and as opposed to just not caring and keeping it cordial, I have to go out like Carmela Soprano and light your ass on fire. 
Make sure you fucking got the runs for five days just so you remember my motherfucking name. It's a train of mess. It's a trailing out of your fucking ass because I don't know. That just is weird. I just, I don't give anybody the runs. I'm just saying I feel like if I don't like projectile vomit anger onto him, I won't get it off my chest. I don't want, and I don't want to be angry, but I want to say to him that it's been five months and I'm disappointed. This has gone nowhere. And not only has it gone nowhere, we haven't even gotten to know each other or spend more time together. It's been the opposite. And, and he blames, I think he puts it on me, which is not okay. Like he, he does, he has literally established every thing else he wants to do he's even joined a band he's starting a new business he's joining a band he's on a soccer league he's went to europe he went to vegas he goes on multiple trips for work he t- clips his toenails on friday night before he goes to see another live band and he just can't fit me in and here i am talking about it and it bothers me and it irks me that a 50 year old man who probably weighs triple of what Y weigh and can't see his feet because he has pre-diabetes and all he does is eat really thick cholesterol meals, but now has lost 10 pounds and his maid takes care of him will rejecting, rejecting me. I have issues. I am aware. But if you feel the same way about somebody that has not given you the time of day, let me know. This is how I heal and how I maneuver life and how I process a lot of men don't like that I do this. I'm sure a lot of dating coach and therapists may not like it either. But this has been, Divorce Diaries has been the one place for me. One of the places is my happy place. I love sharing my journey. If I can help one person with my outlandish stories and being an open book, I feel like I'm pretty successful. And I'm sick of men coming into my life, making me feel like I have to shift. That is what my ex-husband did. Not that he did it intentionally, but he made me feel like he was uncomfortable with my acting career and I shifted. I shifted a lot, which was my own fault. And I feel like it's still, those things are still coming up. I don't want to lose this person in my life, but I also don't feel like he deserves me right now. So with that said, I'm going to leave you this. I am performing officially in Maine, February 3rd, in Pennsylvania, February 10th, and also Tulsa, Oklahoma, January 21st for National Divorce Day. These ticket links are live on my website. You need to go get your tickets. Promo code DIVORCE for $10 off. Main promo code is up. I got to check Tulsa and Pennsylvania, but I'm also going to be in Chicago in April. Stay tuned for that ticket link that is coming. Um, Keep watching me on What's Up New York. These episodes are getting better and better. They're really, really fun episodes. We went to Queens. We're doing the Santa's Secret episode with a burlesque show. So stay tuned for more. Get your tickets to VorsteryShow.com. And the web series, sponsored by Solid State Coffee, the web series episode two is coming out this week. I love you guys, and keep living your happily ever divorced after. I'm Michelle Trena, and this is Divorce Diaries. I hustle and motivate.